0: And welcome, once again, to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. Uh, unfortunately, Jimmy Lemke is uh, still not with us. You can find him, of course, on, on Twitter at PantherU. Uh, but coming in with us today, uh, I really wanted to get these guys, one of these guys on. Um, as you know, uh, the Valhalla Vanguard has been on uh, with Jack Talley uh, many, many times, uh, a couple of times with us. Uh, this time we've got uh, one of the other co-hosts, uh, Troy Corns.
1: Yeah how's it going Bob how's it going everybody
0: All right um and of course you can find the uh, the podcast uh, on on Twitter at NK. At, uh, sorry, I was going to give yours first and mine second. I, I'm never doing. Uh, uh, Horizon <laughs> Roundtables podcast is on the, the on Twitter at Horizon RT. Um, and the Valhalla Vanguard you can you can follow those guys at NKU Valhalla, and of course they have their podcast where you can find on uh, you can actually find on iTunes and basically find it wherever you find ours. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. Um. So I, I've been meaning to get you guys on for a while, but this week. In in particular was very it was pretty important because this was an important week for for northern kentucky in terms of the in terms of the competition and man talk about blowing everybody away (laughs) <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. So, um, so yeah. The, uh, the big test, of course, was on Saturday against Oakland. And Oakland, um, I, uh, what is it with you guys in Oakland, man? Because I, no... I, I was a little concerned because you guys are because because obviously this was this was at BB&T Arena and that place was packed.
1: Yeah, uh, I think we got six thousand seven hundred ninety-two. Yeah. That was the that's the uh, regular season attendance yeah. record.
0: So yeah. So when that's going on, I mean. <laughs> So, and then, you know, Oakland, you know, Oakland comes out and they're, you know, they're going toe to toe with you guys. And, and I, you know, and you know, obviously the, yeah, because of kind of the, you know, kind of how things have gone with Oakland against Northern Kentucky lately, I, 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 I openly wondered, you know, what's going on here? Um, but then, you know, Northern Kentucky, the second half, Northern Kentucky just kicked it in another gear. Um, so that's, you know, and, and then came out and, you know, came out with it, came out with the win, um, kind of solidified their place, uh, at the top of the Horizon League standings. So,
1: yeah, it was, it was definitely one of those feelings. I mean, you, you've probably had those feelings before when you're watching a first half game and you're like, Oh, here we go. I'm I'm a and then... state fan. I have those <laughs> every game. Yeah, and you just know it's not going to be a good night. But there was something in that building. I tweeted from my personal account. I said it's a goosebumps kind of feeling. And I knew walking around that arena in between uh, the two halves, second half, they were going to come out strong. I just knew it. I knew that they were not going to let this entire crowd be let down. And at the end of the game, uh, during like the press conference and st- or whatever, whatever you want to call it, um, Jalen Tate said that same exact thing. You can't let a-, a crowd like that down. And the energy from the crowd was just absolutely phenomenal. I've never Ever been to a game where the the momentum was that strong. Yeah,
0: yeah, the uh, yeah, I, I yeah the um and one other thing yeah and uh, uh, one other thing that I that I do have to point because you know obviously one other thing that I did uh, that I think comes out of this week is that you can pretty much uh, this is the week where Drew McDonald won the Player of the Year award. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I was literally just thinking about that uh, when I when I remembered Xavier Hill's May is really the only clear cut yeah. uh, competition for him, and if he puts up. Six points against the league's best team um, standings-wise. Yeah, come on now.
0: Now, now, uh, as I understand it, also, um, I, I know during the broadcast. And by the way, the, just to uh, just to clarify, this was the ESPN broadcast. So I was getting I was getting Northern yeah. Kentucky's. Uh, not not Neil Rule. Love Neil Rule, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they did men- they did mention the fact that Xavier Hill was actually hurt during that game. Oh, was he? So oh, that okay. was, uh that kind of hobbled him a little bit. So that was uh but uh I, I, so that was that that was something but um yeah, that was that was definitely the type of That that was definitely the this was definitely the type of week that Drew McDonald um, was probably hoping to have, especially against um, you know against Oakland, which is which was kind of the you know you know circle one of the circle the calendar type of games, especially kind of a revenge game type of deal. And then you know just the the game before against Detroit, just absolutely destroying the Titans, Um, oh yeah, absolutely destroying them. And um, and I actually wanted to ask you about this as well because. Because I know this is uh, uh, apparently Mike Davis was just in has just been a really bad mood this week. Um, last yet uh, against the game in the game against uh, Wright State where they lost by twenty, he got he got ejected. <laughs> he got double teamed yeah. so he got ejected. So he, he's not he's not having a good week. And then no, not at I mean, all. He, so I, I gotta ask, and I don't know if you know the entire story about this. So what exactly happened? Because apparently Mike Davis yelled at somebody in the crowd yeah. during your game on Thursday. What do you have any idea what exactly kind of how what's what kind of transpired there? Because I'm a I, I've heard some things, but I kind of wanted to see if you knew a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, so to, to kind of backtrack a little, um, when they when Detroit Mercy was pushing the ball up the court um, toward near the end of the game, I think there were about three minutes left. Um, Davis's shoe fell off, like Antoine Davis's shoe fell off. Oh no, and. You're you're supposed to just leave it, and he picked it up. And as he was running on the court, before he got to half court, he threw the uh, shoe behind him. Which I I forget this what. This win- was
0: Detroit Mercy throwing shoes.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's this a consistent what thing. This is last week. Yeah, and uh so he threw the shoe behind him. It honestly, it, it wasn't really in the way oh, of anything. Geez, like it's just one of those like small little dumb oh, yeah. rules that um, yeah. that he got I mean, he and he got. He
0: so he, so to be clear, and, I, and I, obviously I was watching the Cleveland State game and being yes. very depressed. Um, but so I and by the way, by that point in time, it was if it was three minutes
1: left in the game, I think Northern Kentucky was up by about thirty by that point. Yeah, it was. Um, it, it was the game so was, was over, but he just threw a shoe behind him to get it out of the way. So um, so and,
0: it was so so it wasn't the situation last week uh, against Youngstown State where one of the assistants just hurled the hurled the shoe across the court. It was just no. just trying to. It it just sounds like it was just, he was just trying to get it out of the way and then go yeah. on with his day
1: yeah, because he picked it up and was running with it, and then someone from the bench told him to drop it, and so he threw it behind him, and he just kept rolling. So I, so he got tacked up at that point, and um, like again, one of those stupid technicals. And then um, Mike Davis was obviously mad because your team's down by you know almost thirty points, and yeah. you get a technical for throwing a shoe to get it out of the way. And so he was arguing, and it was actually really funny because the Mike Davis was just arguing, and NKU basically took it as a timeout, and. Um, they were, they were game planning, like, their final, uh, couple minutes, and then Mike Davis was just arguing and arguing and arguing. And, um, what I think happened to, like, kind of spark that, uh, post-game, uh, post-game heat with Mike Davis is someone behind, like, the Detroit Mercy bench ah, okay. may have, like, said something back to him. We still haven't confirmed exactly what they said, because uh, the person that we were going to reach out to, we could not get into contact with at the game, but we,
0: um... Sounds like something you're have in your podcast, <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. And so we we heard we heard him just yelling and saying, uh, I, I think I think we made a post about it, but talking about, oh, we'll see you guys next year or something like that. And we'll come uh, we'll come whoop on you or something like that. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm sure I'm sure he said the, the fans were probably a little intoxicated. <laughs> um, they probably said some things that pissed, uh, Mike Davis off, who's losing by 30 points, um, where his son's the only contributor for that team. Um, so, definitely he was in the heat of the moment, but this is a consistent thing for him, so. That's
0: it, yeah, that's. He's gotta be careful. Which is interesting, that's not, you know, knowing, knowing kind of the history of Mike Davis as I do. I mean, and I don't really understand that either, cause, you know, he was at Indiana, replacing Bobby Knight. Yeah. And Indiana fans, oh! Uh, uh, They can be way more lunatic fringe than anybody on the planet. Mm-hmm. So you'd have thought that he'd have, you know, picked up a pretty thick skin after that, but uh, apparently not. No. So, yeah, so, so, yeah, so, and then he, but man, I, yeah, I... <laughs> Another shoe incident at Detroit Mercy. Yeah, th-
1: th- when I saw that, I was like, they definitely have had this problem before. So I don't know <laughs> why like, how this is- keeps happening to them, and then you figure it out.
0: So somebody better get, yeah. Oh man, somebody, uh, somebody better invest. Uh, either somebody better get a better shoe contract or invest in, better, uh, invest in, a, in better tape. I don't. Well,
1: they need matter. to if they're going to invest in new shoes, they need to invest in new uniforms because those are the ugliest. Year. Not as ugly as I'm going to take a jab. Not as ugly as Cleveland State uniforms, but, man, Detroit Mercy's uniforms are ugly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, those are yeah the one the one aspect of their uniforms that i don't really understand is the fact that they do not have the names on the back it's like yes. they pretty much they pretty much got them from you know they, they it, it it only it seems like and i'm sure they're not but it does seem like they they just you know they're like those rec league uniforms that yeah. just use over and over again and say okay you're a size yeah. uh you're a size extra large here you go this is the number you are today and here's the number you are today and yeah uh be sure to wash it and because it'll It'll be in the it be in our closet for six months and it gets <laughs> musty. And the at the end of the season. season,
1: oh yeah, just turn your jerseys in.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And yeah, be sure to wash them because yeah, we we don't want them being musty for six well, months.
1: I'll, I'll say I'll say the the Horizon League kind of gets shafted on the whole uniforms because man, some of these uniforms are just terrible and. I guess we get the premium package for Adidas and not the, uh, not the nice package, so.
0: (laughs) I don't know what to tell you, man. (laughs) Uh, So, um, oh, one other thing, and and I actually also wanted to bring this up as well because this is actually something I saw on the broadcast. Um, during halftime of the Northern Kentucky Oakland game, this has actually been a point of contention for a lot of Horizon League fans about, um, not necessarily that, Indianapolis was picked as the future Horizon League tournament site, but the way yeah. it was done. So, so Northern Kentucky. So during halftime, Northern Kentucky's uh, uh, AD Ken Badaff. Yeah, he, he guy. Spilled, he spilled some tea, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm like, at the game, so I didn't hear any of the broadcast. Oh man,
0: yeah, you, uh, yeah, you. If you, uh, it was on ESPN three, so if you have, uh, you'll probably, you could probably. Oh see yeah, you I can play. go back and watch it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> during halftime, he basically was like. We were not aware that yeah, you know, we were not aware that Indianapolis for oh, some wow. reason was part of the bidding process and was able to be a part of the bidding process. Because yeah, he said otherwise. I'd have been. You know, he'd have he put uh, Northern Kentucky in, and I think he also mentioned something about uh, trying to get uh, trying to put something together with uh, you know with uh, I want to say the U.S. Bank Center. Or yeah, Center U.S.
1: Bank in, Arena yeah. and Centaur Center, or something like that. and yeah. it, it didn't, uh,
0: that did not I, I guess it did not come to fruition. But yeah, that was kind of the thing. I mean, like, he was uh, he was. Uh, he seemed to be very disappointed, and um, I'm sure that's uh, I'm sure that's PC for saying he was massively pissed off. at... Uh, yeah, the, uh, I day. mean,
1: I I I think he I basically
0: th- said what we were all saying. Pretty yeah, much.
1: I think when the news first came out, I my first reaction was, oh wow, great, it's not Detroit anymore. Detroit's <laughs> terrible. But then I started thinking about it, and I was like, well, it's it's in a good it's in a good uh, distance for just about every team yeah. except for one team, and that's well, IUPUI. That's, well, yeah,
0: and
1: so. I, the, the way they did that, though, I didn't know. I I thought they just kind of yeah, picked been, it, but
0: there were so many. There were so many questions about it, and uh, when it, they initially announced that they were going to be looking for an know and our podcast, we we I knew it was going to end up in Indianapolis. But then you know, about a month later, we found out that you know there was this stipulation in there, which by the way is confirmed by Badaf that yeah. you know teams primarily host uh, the uh, um, cities whose venue is the primary home site for uh horizon league team were not allowed to bid. Yeah. And so apparently that what bada basically confirmed what we all thought in the first place. So I thought so that was that was an interesting um that was interesting I found that yeah. very interesting. Um it, it, that is and incidentally probably not the best thing to do to annoy the shit out of the one A D whose team happens to be at the top of the standings. Yeah. Just kind of throwing that out there. Yeah, just and to be silly. You
1: know, you know, every every team would love, absolutely love to have their uh, their home be the the uh, the site for yeah. any tournament play, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Just the way if the way that it sounded like they did it, it was like, all right, we already have a plan. We just have to go with it. We're just gonna go with it. We don't care who who we piss off. We're just gonna go. <laughs> But the,
0: but why go through this? I mean, I, I, and I said this, I said this verbatim. Why are you going through this charade? We know where this is going, and yeah. instead of the instead of them, they kept the charade up. Yeah, they, they put this. They, apparently, they put this committee together and worked with a consultant and all this other silly crap that they didn't really need to do because we all no. I knew in freaking September when they announced that Motor City Madness wasn't going to be there anymore. wasn't going to be the tournament, wasn't going to be like, yeah. wasn't going to be Motor City Madness. They weren't going to go to Indianapolis, which incidentally is what they should have did in the first place. I yeah, know. that if, was uh, that if was a done... point of contention for a lot of people that that it should have been in Indianapolis. Uh, Indianapolis. To begin with, I mean. So on on the one hand, better late than never. You know, on the other hand, well now IEPUY is there, and you know now it looks kind of sketchy. And Baudof just basically confirmed what we were all thinking. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely a a sticky situation that they got themselves into and they knew they were getting themselves into it too. But
0: they didn't need to. They could have yeah. just said hey we're going to uh, hey we're going to work with uh hey we're going to work with Farmers Insurance Arena and we're going to we're going to work on getting it there. Yeah. They said that at the beginning instead of doing this silly bid process that was that was going nowhere. Yeah. Just, just cut out the middleman. Work with them. Get it done. Call it a day. I mean yeah. yes we would have been a little bit indignant that you know this is IUPUI's host oh, arena but then you wouldn't have had to go through the cloak of day. Nagger thing of saying, oh well, we are going to have this stipulation in there. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I would, I mean, as as mu- as I, I don't really have an issue with Detroit only because of the fact that it's like literally three hours away. And, you know, my my brother actually lives in the suburbs, so I probably yeah. Haven't. And I've never been, so I don't. You know, I've, I've never actually been to Motor City Madness. I know uh-huh. I'm, a, I'm a fraud. Leave me alone. Well, <laughs> I'm I I'm guy. actually I'm
1: a fraud, I I never fraud. went. So the yeah. year the year that Nku won, yeah, I was actually um I was actually vacationing in Gal for our spring break with my girlfriend at the time and I, I didn't at that point nku wasn't really as prominent as it was now so no one really like for lack of a better word no one really cared because we didn't think we were gonna win and after that first game it was like everyone started realizing how important it was and like what was actually going on and so yeah i've never been um and last year was the same i was on spring break last year so uh, but it's it's crazy it's crazy to think that um that there's a lot of people who haven't really been there, who haven't really seen the environment of yeah. Detroit,
0: and now, now I will say this: I do know that everybody who has been to Little Caesars Arena yeah. says the arena is like super top-notch. Yeah. The, the the surrounding area, the area around Little Caesars Arena, um, it is not, it is not as they, uh, it it is not the Detroit that we uh, that we know yeah that we that we that we're that scares us at night um yeah. no it is actually you know obviously they you know this is what happens when dan gilbert basically buys up everything so you know he'll, he'll you know have you ever seen the movie robocop that's where he's going okay um so last thing before we move on, the one thing i did notice that was pretty cool was the was the bear between um the the vah yes yes i we need a little bit more of this. Yes, we, really, we, do. You guys we really are really, do. I know you guys have been. I know that uh, you've been jawing with uh, Matt Dudek, who's been uh, who's, uh, who's filled in for host where, with us a few times. Yeah, um, but yeah, the, uh, I, I need more of this. I'm not gonna lie. I, we do. <laughs> we
1: we were having we were having the uh, uh, a DM conversation afterwards. I was like, guys, we need this. Like, regardless of what happened with NKU tonight, we need this. This is the kind of stuff that other schools need to pick up on because yes. when we look at it, I I don't personally. Know OU basketball guy and, um, and whoever runs Grizz Gang. But yeah. we all have a common interest, and that's Horizon League basketball. That's uh-huh. college basketball in general. But we all have this common purpose, and so why not get your craziest fans? Why not get your most passionate fans? Hop on Twitter, make an account, and just go back and forth with people. It's so much fun. Like even to, even last night, I'm not a betting man, right? But uh-huh. but I did put myself in a situation where I was like, okay, screw it. Nku's winning tonight. That's what's going to happen. And then in, after the first half, I was like, okay, I may have screwed myself. <laughs> over. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm confident they're going to win. They're going to pull through. And like, just having that ability to do that on Twitter was yeah. great. And just have another understanding account too, because they understand what we go through, especially with like uh, the student turnout sometimes. I mean, they get great student turnout consistently, but they yeah. they understand it as well. And so it's good to just be able to kind of bounce and, back and forth. And I forth. will
0: say this and having followed the Horizon League for, you know, having ho- followed the Horizon League for forever and ever and ever um, up to including, you know, when opening when, when the first First came in. The Grizz Gang is probably, uh, is, is kind of the gold, uh, you know, no, no offense to you guys, no. but the Grizz Gang is kind of the gold standard yeah. of student sections. So, uh, so, so, it's, it, it's good that you know, you know, and it's, and, you know, I'm sure that you know, their their numbers are kind of something you guys ins- at least
1: uh, aspire to do. Yeah, their student numbers are insane. I mean, yeah. students, we we haven't fully had a buy-in with our students, which is crazy because of all the success we've had. Mm-hmm. But we haven't had a full buy-in, and students understand really what this NKU team is, what John Brandon, the John Brandon effect has really brought. Yeah. So... When they when they realize that it might be too late, because you know how mid major successful mid major coaches are.
0: Now this is the other thing, yeah, and, and we've talked a little bit about this, uh, Jimmy and I have talked about this about um, how yeah, and we understand obviously you know we know understand the nature of the beast yeah. with mid major coaches. What I've I've hoped and I've seen previously is that at some point in time, where, where Horizon League teams get to where they have a good coach, where they have kind of a succession land. Um, this is what happened to Butler mm-hmm. before they left. Uh, Valparaiso, same thing before they left. They, they had a plan in place. Um, so the goal is, I think, I, I, would like to think that the goal, uh, for all the Horizon League schools is that, that have successful coaches that end up moving on is to have a, an Effective um, succession plan in place. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, you know, after talking, after listening to Botoff last night, um, I'm convinced he. I'm sure he's got something in his head already. Yeah. Well, what I, what
1: I, what I'm confident. That guy
0: is a sharp cookie. I'm telling. He's you. he's
1: great. Also, he has glasses. So he wears glasses, but they like disconnect mm-hmm. in the middle. So it's kind of like a kind of like a uh, necklace that he wears. It's a Ken off yes. staple. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't
0: think he had him on during the broadcast. I can't no, he,
1: he probably took those off. But, um,
0: Actually, you know what? The other thing too, and I can't remember. Oh, was he the – I think Badoff was in fact the AD at Green Bay, if I'm not mistaken. Uh,
1: I'm not too sure about so that. But yeah, probably. I probably.
0: Remember, I'm pretty sure he was yeah. because so he's familiar. So, so, so him, him, and Lacrone of that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, but the the thing that makes me confident about John Brandon, I understand nature of the beast. That's how things yeah. are. Um, today, I was reading a uh, post about someone was talking about the Northern Kentucky team, and then they mentioned how how good John Brandon was. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, teams are talking about him. Last year, his name was in an article for the Xavier head coach, but it was like, he's not going there. There's no way. And so the thing that makes me confident and that he's going to be here for a bit is because he's from Northern Kentucky. He literally grew up 10 minutes away from uh, BB&T Arena and. He just absolutely has a full buy-in. His family fully buys in. I know they they would do that for any team, but still, his family fully buys in. His daughters, are, um, they they go to school around here, and they, they're invested into their basketball around here. And sure. So, which makes me very confident that this is not going to be the same kind of story that you see, you know, at other yeah. places where...
0: I'll be interested. Yeah, I will be interested in seeing that. I mean, I mean I, and I, I hope that's the case, obviously, you know, given, you know, the... Uh, just and maybe this is because of the the fact that in you know in Valparaiso the Drew family basically owns Valparaiso so yeah. I mean, it was first it was Homer and then it was Scott and then it was Homer again and then it was rice yeah. and then, um then they went outside the family, so that must have been an interesting conversation, but uh but yeah, so that's gonna be. I'll be interested in seeing kind of how that goes, but um, but um, so the other thing I wanted to talk about is that Cleveland State was officially not not mathematically eliminated this week, so I get another week of trepidation. <laughs> Hooray! But it, and 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 this also and this is why I'm sad that Jimmy's not on because Jimmy had a really crappy week. Uh, Milwaukee had a really yeah. crappy week. Uh, but yes, but Cleveland State is uh, won won game number two, and they did it with Tyree Appleby. He's a dog. He, oh my, he, the first time, and I can't even believe this, the first time in Cleveland State history that a player has hit a triple-double. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was the first. Tyree Appleby, 19 points, 11 rebounds, 11 rebounds. Eleven
1: re—how re- how tall is he again? He's like, what, 6 foot? He,
0: yeah, he's 6 foot. 6 foot.
1: And he was able yeah. to get 11 rebounds over who? Yeah, yeah. Who did, who yeah. did Cleveland State play? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Milwaukee's not yeah. a small team.
0: No, they're not. No, they are not. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so Tyree Appleby, it's interesting because um, knowing, knowing Cleveland State, the history of Cleveland State basketball, as I do, as opposed to some others who have no sense of history whatsoever, and I, 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 I've chided them all. Yeah. There's so many players over the course of the last, you know, many, many decades that could have been this, you know, Franklin Edwards in the early 80s, Mouse McFadden in any point in time during his career in the late 80s. Cedric Jackson when he was here I know uh, Cedric Jackson when he was here Norris Cole was the closest Yeah Norris Cole was the one Cole. who came closest and he didn't do it and by the way he tweeted he, he actually tweeted at uh, Tyree because mm. Tyree when Tyree came out uh, was done he's been like basically he's been on Twitter the whole I don't think he slept Yeah because <laughs> he's been like because he's been like responding to just about everybody everybody who's tweeted at him about congratulating him for which is which by the way I think is outstanding I love that I do I do like that, you know. I do like the, his daddy's you know, the interaction um, that he's had on social media with this. I, I think it's, I think it's great. Yeah. I, I, I just think, obviously, in, in the case of Cleveland State this year, it is. And I, I sat there during the whole entire, the rest of the entire game. I mean, and I looked, and I'm like, this is the team I expected coming out of, coming into the conference. Yeah. This is the team I expected to play like this. This is, this was. I did not expect them to be a one. Win- I didn't expect them to be. A team that as of Saturday was on the cusp of being mathematically eliminated from the conference tournament. Yeah. In the three weeks before the end of the freaking season. I did not expect. This is not the team. This is the team that I expected to see. This is the team that we saw glimmers of. This is the team we saw against Youngstown State. Yeah. This is the team that we saw in Wisconsin against both Milwaukee and Green Bay when they were up by double digits to, to both of them. Yeah. This is the team I expected.
1: They definitely, as I, like I said earlier, I. I pegged them to be in the middle, the upper middle pack of the Horizon League going into the tournament. And, and as funny as it is, I pegged the Detroit Mercy as being the Cleveland State this year of not being able to win oh, a game because yeah. no one knew how good Antoine Davis was. But, no, nobody did. Um, but Cleveland State has just, they, they haven't had it this year. And I don't know why no. because they had so much, I, they they ransacked through the tournament last year. And they basically have the same pieces. I mean, I don't know exactly who, who left out of Cleveland State. but
0: Well, they had six, they had six seniors. Yeah. But, I mean, going into the, and so they had a bunch of new faces coming yeah. in. Um, but, but they, the, the, the idea was, is that they had this core nucleus of, of Tyree Appleby and Steph Kenich and Cash Thomas was, uh, Cash Thomas was still on there. Um, they had a, they had a transfer from DePaul Al Eichelberger coming in and he'd been practicing Ooh. with the team for a year, uh, for, for the last season because, you know, though he couldn't play because he was running yeah. And they had this, uh, they, they had, I figured that, uh, most of the freshmen were going to be Kind of, you know, at the very beginning, we're going to be kind of core components. I heard, I heard nothing but great things about, uh, you know, uh, about Rashad Williams, obviously. Um, so, um, including from uh, from former Detroit Mercy great Rashad Phillips, who, by the way, as I as we as we have on the record uh, because we had Rashad Phillips on our podcast, he, that uh, Rashad Williams is in fact Rashad Phillips's namesake. We didn't, I did, which I did not yeah. know prior to to being on the podcast. So yeah, so he he, he if if Rashad Phillips. Phillips is saying that Rashad Williams is going to be something, something good. Mm-hmm. You, you listen to that guy. <laughs> yeah. The- um. So, so, but, so, I figured that you know you were good, you would have, I I thought and then I also the other the other element of that was and then they had obviously uh, some other elements to it as well. But the other thing too was and this is something that kind of I thought would you know spur on the development process a little bit more than normal is that they actually went overseas and went to Italy play. Mm-hmm. Um. So they went to that trip. And actually did pretty, really well. So, um, maybe that, that was a, so, so with that in mind, you know, uh, my expectations and, and clearly the expectations of a lot of other people were a little bit more elevated. Were they going to compete against Northern Kentucky this year? No, nobody expected that. Um, but for them to be, I, I did totally expect them to be a part of this kind of log jam in the middle yeah. that is currently going on right now. So. But, but that didn't, but none of that happened. None. I mean, at they all. To, I mean, they, the, I mean, from the beginning of the, the conference schedule where they went in, where Oakland and Detroit just basically dismissed them. It just went downhill from there. Yeah. I, I thought for sure that they would go, you know, and, and you, you still kind of had that sense of optimism where they, were going to turn it around. Um, although the Wisconsin trip is, is notoriously tough. Mm. Um, but again, they, they, they were in a position to be able to do well in those, in, in those games, and it just didn't happen. Um, and so, yeah, your guess is as good as mine. Um, the, the the current narrative right now is that they're a young team, which I do not buy, and it's the near the end of the season. Yeah. I mean, that's it.
1: I'll, I'll say, so from I've, what I've seen from some of the bottom-tier teams right now, yeah. they're not only youthful, but not just youthful, but they're, the experience is building, and honestly, yeah. especially like a team like Youngstown State, mm-hmm. they're going to be a problem, and yeah. th- I'm and just I'm using them as were, an example, because
0: actually i'm glad you're also i'm glad you brought them up because this is the kind of a segue to them
1: <laughs> yeah and i just I, I i think that there's a lot of not just younger as in like oh well they haven't been or they're they're you know freshmen and sophomores but the experience that they're gaining through this and then once all these once the eight teams get into the tournament they're going to really see how uh, the whole lay of the land goes and we're going to see how good these teams actually yeah. are especially because you know what, what kind of sucks is that no matter how well nku does it takes one loss for yeah a team to just be bounced and so That's right. uh but the regular season i mean the the record doesn't show it but if you if you're at the games if you're seeing what some of these teams are bringing it's it's going to be a pretty good future for the horizon league
0: but like I said, as 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 happy as I am that they won on Saturday, and as happy as I am for Tyree Appleby's triple double, I'm I'm still going into because uh, they're playing uh they're playing Green Bay on uh, no no they're playing UIC on Thursday yeah um and so they're, they they're probably at the cusp of being mathematically eliminated
1: probably <laughs> probably just prepare uh, for at it least I,
0: at least I don't have to sit here and, and grouse about how they're not even going to be in the tournament three week conference tournament three weeks before the actual regular yeah. season I'll, I'll grouse about that next week or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But I'm glad you brought up. Brought, I'm glad you brought up Youngstown State because Youngstown State was. It has is on fire right there
1: now. Are four, uh, four, four in out. a row.
0: Four in a row. And, man, let me tell you, the, the, I, the, again, Milwaukee is having such a bad week. I mean, they, yeah. go, they go, first of all, they lose to Cleveland State, and then, um, and, and that's a follow up to, um, they had that game. They, the, oh, man, they had that game, and Garrett Covington just stuck a dagger in their hearts. Oh, man, that was, that was such a, that was such a great shot by him. Um, but you look at, but as you said, when you look at a team like, when you're looking at a team like Youngstown State, Youngstown State, uh, got the buzzer beater against Milwaukee and then turned around and dominated Green Bay. Yeah. I couldn't believe what I was seeing when I saw that, when I, when, when that game was going on, because they were just absolutely playing out of their minds.
1: Yeah. The game, the game against NKU at Youngstown State was not a, not a cakewalk like I thought it was going to be. Um, they definitely gave a lot of trouble for NKU. It's only, it was only a... an 82-74 game, which which sounds like a a bigger deficit, but, like, if you actually look at the game and look at how well they played, that's scary. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, I know. And, And, yeah, it's just... And it's amazing, yeah. The we, and you've seen flashes, and, and again, you've seen flashes of it. Um, in the you know, you've seen flashes of it throughout the season. Now, of course, you know, Youngstown State is is notoriously slow in the non-conference mm-hmm. schedule, as we know. Um, although I will say this, um, you know, that uh, that uh, I was paying attention to the game that Ohio State game they were yeah. playing. I'm like, wow, <laughs> I mean, it, that that was they 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 held they hung they hung with Ohio State a lot tighter than I thought yeah. they would. But um, but yeah. So... So, Youngstown, and again, this goes back to what you were talking about, that Young core. And at this point in time, and, and I, you saw it on, in full display against, against Green Bay, where they have, um, you know, obviously their, their big scorers right now are, they've got, they got Garrett Covington, um, their, their big rebounder, of course, is gonna be, is, is Nasbo Yeah, I mean, Yeah. He's their, he's their, he's their primary guy. So, but the other thing too, is the, their freshman Darius. Scorer.
1: Yeah, I was just looking at his stuff.
0: I mean, I mean, this guy, I mean, he is really, he's really come into, he, he's really come into it. And, and it looks like that Youngstown State has finally gotten the pieces together. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked on the show about, uh, a few times about Devin Morgan, about what he brings to the table. Um, in this game, you saw some of, uh, you saw some of Jelani Simmons, you saw some of uh, Noe beer You you see a lot of those guys. I mean, this was probably the, you know, Dan- Danelle Cathcart is on there too, and I, I think... Keith, he's a
1: big he, coming off the bench a, guy too.
0: He's primed for a breakout game too. Yeah. I think. So with that, hopefully
1: not maybe, on February twenty so first.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just not on February. Not. So, um, so you look at this, and, and, and so instead of so so, what an amazing turn of events for them because they were you know it was looking like it was going to be Cleveland State and Youngstown State getting shut out of this whole thing. Period. Yeah. And, you know, and now you – and now it was – I don't know what happened after the Cleveland State game, but apparently Jared Calhoun must have lit a fire under Youngstown State's ass.
1: I guess so. They had to because – it was not looking good.
0: It was not, well, Well, I mean, and Morgan almost single-handedly got him back in. Yeah. And clawed him back from a 24-point deficit, which also scared me a lot because I had to, like, I don't <laughs> Please don't Please be, don't, don't be the team that blows the 24-point lead. Can't do that. You
1: cannot blow a lead that big.
0: No, which thankfully they did that game. Yeah. Oh, God, I would have never heard the end of it. Believe me. I have, I have followers who would have been more than happy to rub it in for the rest of the season. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so, um, but yeah, that, that must, that, to me, that was the turning point. Yeah. And now, instead of them kind of being on the brink of, now, now them being on the brink, they are, they are actually very well positioned to, you know, move a little further up in the standings. Yeah. I'm not saying they're gonna, you know, I'm not saying they're gonna fight with, uh, fight for one of those top four spots that, uh, will have, I we uh, think... uh, will have foam field. I do, however, think that they definitely have an opportunity to, you know, kind of turn it around finally.
1: Yeah, Well, they can. They they have IUPUI next. If they can be IUPUI and kind of start making their way back up, they could find themselves in one of those four spots. But I think that's that's really going to be occupied by the four that are there right now. Yeah,
0: I, I think at this point in time the the in, nor, in this order I think it's going to well not in no particular order but the first two I think will be um it'll be Northern Kentucky, Wright State, yep. uh, UIC, and I think uh, it looks it's looking like Oakland right mm-hmm. now will be that fourth. Yeah, one.
1: Oakland and IU, Oakland IUPUI, and Green Bay, and the Youngstown State are all within like a game of each other.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, I, I do think that Oakland kind of pulls. Yeah. I I think Oakland kind of pulls that out. Um, but the big, but uh, you know, the bigger thing. Um, now that Youngstown State is out, is yeah. <laughs> out of the cellar. Uh, Milwaukee is in the cellar, so, um, yeah, that's gonna be of an issue. Um, yes, and, uh, we're, we're getting closer and closer to, uh, to, uh, to Matt and, uh, Carrick Jones, uh, filling in for us during tournament, filling in for Jimmy and I during tournament time, because let's face it, we're not having, we're not gonna have anything to talk yeah. about, because our teams won't be there. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, it, yeah, so that's, I don't know what, I don't know what, ex- I mean, the, Man, this this weekend did not go well for Milwaukee at all. It does not. Um and they they're going to have to they're going to have to do some serious soul search and get out get out of that position because right now they're two games out uh they're two games out of 8th place and uh they got to work on it and it is going to be not any easier. So Yeah,
1: it's it's this stretch is one of the toughest basketball to play because if if well, you're yeah, not no, on it, it, if you're it, not it, on it. It's
0: February, man. It's it's February. This is what separates the men from the boys.
1: Yeah, and right now the teams that need to get hot are getting Losing four in row, or five in a row for Milwaukee is not is not boding well for them. Yeah,
0: that is new. Actually, they lost five. In the yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: corrected myself. <laughs> and was looking <laughs> at. It.
0: Holy cow! Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's not a that's not a good thing for for Milwaukee. So they're they're well, they
1: end they end there. the season with Detroit Mercy and then the top four teams. So. Oh
0: jeez. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. They're they, they're I, I don't envy them. Yeah. I believe, believe you me, I don't um, envy them. But, well, so. So um, that's going to go ahead and wrap it up Absolutely. for us, Troy. Again, thank you very much for joining us today,
1: Bob. I appreciate it. Um, this was awesome.
0: All right, all right. And again, everybody, um, you know, Troy. He's a part of the the, the, the Valhalla Vanguard crew. Uh, again, they're on Twitter at NKU Valhalla um, Valhalla Vanguard. Um, I don't know when you guys are going to have your new next podcast up, but uh, be on the lookout for that. And uh, and um, as, as always, you can find uh, episodes of the Horizon Roundtable podcast on SportsHacks dot H- X. com, and you can find us um pretty much everywhere where uh where podcasts are found um, including you know, you know wow i think we're on spotify we're yeah on radio now and, yeah i Heart radio by the way I, and by as an aside um i am very i i don't listen to i Heart radio all that much but uh, i did w- listen to the ron burgundy podcast. <laughs> so uh, to to be in to be in the same to be on the same platform as the ron burgundy podcast i think it's it's incredible what, yeah i i thought it was and we were there first so there you go <laughs> but um but yeah, but you can also uh, we we also have our uh, the sports tax uh, YouTube channel we're on as well so uh so that that's going to go ahead and wrap it up and uh thank you all for listening